faith, business, politics. The Warren Alvin Show. I listen to Darren Alvin on The Warren Alvin Show. He talks about faith, business, and politics. Don't miss. Don't miss. Don't miss. Don't miss. Don't miss a single episode. The Warren Alvin Show with Darren Alvin. You need to stay tuned in. Well, thank you for joining me on another episode of The Warren Alvin Show. I am your host, Darren Alvin, and I am glad that you are here today. First of all, let me take time to say uh, that this is October the 14th, and uh, it's a Saturday, and I wanted to take time to thank all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listening in, uh, that listening to the show, and I know you could take your time to listen in to a lot of other shows, but we're extremely grateful that you find some type of value in what we have. We're really about positive vibes here. We're really about telling it like it is, uh, but at the same time being respectful to all those who listen to us. It is a Christian-based format, and we discuss faith, business, and politics, uh, but we promise if you take a little time, listen to what we have to say, uh, that it will and hopefully motivate you and inspire you to make a change in your own life. Well, today I want to continue on the topics of faith and politics. Uh, they usually intertwine sometimes on our show. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. They just so happen that the last two weeks we've been talking about Trump versus King Saul. And we uh, talk about this not to talk up, down about the current president. But what I wanted to do was to connect the dots and somehow show a correlation between how Trump's behavior being very erratic uh, and on the spot is very much resemblance of how King Saul was when he was erratic and uh, and he couldn't control himself in many cases. And I say all that to say is that uh, one man, the pre current president, uh, professes Christianity and says that he is a Christian and, and King Saul uh, was a Jew and he was God's people, uh, one of God's people during that time as well. But King Saul, when you study the history of King Saul, King Saul fell away out of God's grace because of his actions and because of his disobedience. And no matter how much he knew the word, no matter how much uh, he was chosen by God's people to represent him, he did not take heed and pursue God like he should have individually. And I say all that to say is that because the whole goal of King Saul uh, was to really point us back to Christ and let us know that we cannot depend on one man. And in many cases, I believe that a lot of Christians are trusting into, uh, uh, I should say, white evangelical Christians are believing and trusting into uh, this current administration because they want to believe that they can put their faith in a man who professes Christianity. But that is simply not the case. You must always Put your faith and trust in God because man will fail you every time. And it's clear that this um, president has a lot of flaws, as, as we all do. Uh, but the problem that that I have is that not many Christians are willing to call it out. It seems as though that we are willing to give grace to this president uh and extend the grace to this president that we didn't extend to the previous presidents. And and that's a problem because 
If you are a Christian, you have got to be, uh, if anything, fair. And people in the world has to see us like that. When they don't see us as fair and seeing us as doing anything we have to do uh, just to say that we hold power, uh, it is a problem because the world sees us as a hypocrite and we lose the credibility of us being a people who really have the heart of God. Uh, and so uh, last week we talked about those on the last two episodes, I should say. We talked about King Saul versus Trump. This week, I promise, I'm only going to be with you for about 10 minutes, but I want to discuss uh, the uh, thought that I had uh, this pondering these last few weeks. And that's about conservatives. Uh, I believe that conservatives... Uh, have become the new self-righteousness. I believe if you consider yourself a conservative, somehow it is now uh, switched and it has literally developed to become the new self-righteousness. And I say that because uh, every time I turn on the television, every time I, 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 I'm on Twitter, every time I, I'm looking at even the last Value Voters Summit, it has turned into a fiasco where we as believers no longer are humble and, and, and appreciative of what God has done for us. But now we are on the attack mode and attacking people that don't have our same values, but pulling them down in a way where they do not want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we have mixed in uh, self-righteousness, legalism that has completely destroyed what I believe what conservatism really stood for. It was about uh, compassion. And that was one thing that George Bush, even though I didn't believe and agree with all his policies as a Republican uh, or a Democrat, uh, I don't believe in any uh, one president policies, all others. But at least he was compassionate. And I think if you're going to be a believer and you say you're going to be conservative, you have to have a level of compassion and understand that if it wasn't for the grace of God, uh, I wouldn't be here today. And many believers don't have that type of sensitivity nowadays. It is, uh, aha, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm in power. And you can't do nothing about it. Just deal with it. Instead of, you know what, um, I'm in power, uh, but I hear what you're saying. And we're going to look at what you're saying also. We, we, we're we not doing those because we would rather um, sacrifice anything and everything just to get in power. Even when it comes to fulfilling the gospel of Jesus Christ with respect to the commandment that Jesus gave to us, which is... Uh, reach those and uh, to reach the lost and to strengthen the saved. So today I'm going to just speak briefly on conservatism, the new self-righteousness, because I believe that we all as believers, if you say you are a Christian and you are a conservative Christian, then you need to take a hard look at your approach, your platform and how People see you. That's not to say that everybody's going to agree with what you do. That's not to say that you're just going to, you know, float off the glory. But what that is saying is that when 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 I'm communicating to you, am I communicating love? Because when you think about it, Jesus 
the two, the first two commandments was love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. And the second commandment was love thy neighbor as thyself. Many of us are not loving our neighbor as ourselves. We are spewing hate. We are spewing uh, 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 division. And, and we are not looking to see what we can do as looking in the mirror, whether we are in power or not. And this is so critical because you need to understand that God's, his heart, our heavenly father, our creator, his heart is for the world. And if your heart is only for your uh, uh, Christian agenda, <laughs> uh, uh, your, your conservative agenda, uh, you have missed the whole point that Jesus came and died. He wanted to set up a platform to draw people to him. You know, that's why he went to the cross so that he said that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. And, and the problem I have today is that many conservatives are not lifting up Christ. They're lifting up platforms. They're lifting up the Republicans. They're lifting up, you know, policies and, and legalism and things that are not going to change hearts. I'm not saying that we should not have laws in place. I am saying that the spirit behind the laws should be focused on uh, uh, speaking to people's hearts and not uh, to people's uh, uh, problems. And so what we have to do today is to take a hard look at ourselves and be able to be honest. And so I consider myself a conservative and I'm speaking for those who will not stand by and allow any president, whether there was President Obama or President Trump, uh, to go off the rails and uh, not uh, stand up for righteousness if you are professing that. And that's what I'm saying. Because every president is not not going to profess, you know, godliness. But if you're going to profess that, then I'm going to hold you accountable to that because everyone is looking up to you. And if I'm if I have to call right, right, I'll call right, right. But if I if I can't call wrong, wrong, then there's a problem. And I don't see a lot of uh, white evangelicals, I should say, calling this administration wrong on so many things that against God's word. So with that being said, not to focus on this current administration, let's focus more on us as uh, Christians. And again, uh, conservatism has become the new self-righteousness. Now, what do you mean, uh, Darren Alvin, when you say conservatism has become the new self-righteousness? Let's talk about self-righteousness. Now, the dictionary uh, definition of self-righteousness is confidence in one's own righteousness, especially when smugly, moralistic, and intolerant of the opinions and behaviors of others. Now, now, who does that sound like? That sounds a lot like people with uh, the the word deplorable in front of their ha their Twitter name. That sounds a lot like the people who say that they're conservatives. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to be talking directly to liberals also. On this, in, in this, uh, not in this episode, but as I continue these podcasts. But right now, I want to talk about conservatives because we are supposed to be the party of family and faith values. And I do not see family of faith coming out of our behaviors. And so I say all that to say that that is what the definition of self righteousness is. 
Now, biblically speaking, self-righteousness, which is related to legalism, it is the idea that we can somehow generate within ourselves a righteousness that will be acceptable to God. Romans 3.10. Now, check this out. Although any serious Christian would recognize the error of this thought, really, uh, because because of our sin nature, you know, it's impossible to achieve that goal. It is a constant temptation, I should say, to all of us to believe we are or can be righteous in and of ourselves. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus and the Apostle Paul came down particularly very hard on all those who attempted to live in self-righteousness. This is where I believe we are today as conservatives. We're living in self-righteousness because we are putting our laws and uh, legalism before uh, the heart of God. And we're not listening to people. We're not trying to connect to people. And this is a major problem because we have to get to a place in life where if we want uh, God to move in our lives, that we've got to get to a place where we are humble enough to say that God uh, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Not if it wasn't for me enacting the law and pointing the finger at someone saying that you're not doing it God's way, but really staying focused to what God has for us to do. And that is reaching out to the lost and strengthening the saved. Now, uh, Jesus, his combination of self-righteousness was especially harsh uh, in his treatment of the Jewish leadership of the time. Six times in Matthew 23, Jesus condemns the scribes and Pharisees for rigidly adhering to their legalistic traditions in order to make themselves look better to others. That's what we're doing nowadays. We're trying to brag, talking about what I do better than what such and such does, what I'm doing what better than such and such does. That is not the heart of God. And, and, we, and we're just following the Pied Piper. And the commander in chief is the one who's leading it all. Listen to me. Our posture should always be a one of humility. Uh, and we cannot do that uh, by focusing on what we are doing right and boasting on what we are doing right. We need to focus on what God has done through our lives and what he wants to do through others. And so, again, uh, when you study the scriptures, you will see that Jesus rigidly condemned them. Now. Uh, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, it was specifically told by Jesus to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. You can read that in Luke 18, 9 through 14. The Pharisee assumed his acceptance with God was based on his own actions, whereas the tax collector recognized that there was nothing in himself that would cause God to approve of him. Over and over again in the Gospels, Jesus clashes with the Pharisees and scribes about true righteousness. And at the same time, he spends a great deal of time and energy warning all his disciples about the dangers of self-righteousness, making it clear that without him, they could do absolute nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, John fifteen five. I, I, I want to close by saying that uh, there is a huge danger right now. We have tipped over and redefined. Conservatism has redefined 
what um uh, 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 and, and, and attached itself to the name self-righteousness because we are so much focused on uh, what we've done and what we could do and, and what we believe is right that we have forgotten and left out what God is saying. And I think that the state of the world, the state of uh, America uh, should should put Every believer on check and on notice to understand that God is expecting you to show his love. He's not expecting you to get into arguments with people. He's not expecting you uh, to make yourself become better and bigger than what somebody else did. What he is expecting you to do is to share his love and let people know what God wants to do for you and what he can do for you. And it should be a result of how you live your life. And no wonder why people don't want to live for Christ nowadays, because the conservatives have hijacked Christianity. And now we're at a place where Christianity is ignoring the poor, is ignoring uh, uh, the needy, is ignoring, uh, is telling people that, look, if you don't work hard enough and you didn't get it right, then then good for you. It's it's it's. It's policies and, and things that are not what Jesus was about. Jesus came to those who were in need. He, he, he didn't go straight to the top and, and sit down with the Pharisees, those who, who knew the law and said they knew. No, he went into the villages. He went into those who were sick. He went into those who didn't know him. He, he spoke with the prostitutes he he sat down and ate with sinners because he wanted people to hear his heart and right now i'm afraid especially white evangelicals you have lost your passion about really separating the fact that um you can you have to be able to judge right and right and wrong and wrong and if this current administration it is not uh living up to its standards you have to call it out and you cannot be afraid uh, because the world is watching us and they expect us to stand up for righteousness no matter what it is. And so with that being said, I want to end that today. And I want to say that make sure you tune in next week because next week we're going to shift. Uh, I believe we should be going back into the business world. Uh, again, here on the, uh, on the Warren Alvin show, we, we, we discuss uh, faith, business and politics. But I want to encourage you, if you're a believer listening today, Look in the mirror, ask God, you know, God, where am I missing it at? Because I want to be in a place where as though that my horizontal, my horizontal relationships with people uh, can reflect the vertical relationship I have with you. And in many cases, that is not happening with Christians uh, in this political environment. So I challenge you today, take a look, change up. Ask God to help you to become a better, uh, stronger, more appreciative, and more humble conservative. Tell you what, that's all I got for you. Until next week, don't forget to check out my book, uh, The Power of Customer Service to Change Your Life. And um, if you know somebody who who's looking to grow their business and growing to get into business or just want to become a better manager, be a great book, only two ninety nine. Great Christmas gift for them also. Thanks for joining and thank you for the thousands that are listening all over. I appreciate it. I know you can listen to anything, but you have chosen to listen to me. Thanks for joining me on the Warren Alvin Show. I'm your host, Darren Alvin. Look forward to talking to you again sometime in the future. 
Have a great day. The advent of doing business online has changed the world. However, one thing has remained the same. Most businesses rely on the customer, and customer service is very important. The power of customer service, how to make it work for your business by Darren Alvin, treats you to an insight into what makes for great interaction with your customers and why it is so vital. Download the Kindle ebook now for only $3.99. For listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Warren Alvin Show. Be sure to tune in next time when we discuss faith, business, and politics. Please follow Darren Alvin on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you again for listening. It's the Warren Alvin Show.